Welcome to Crest in partnership with Elusive, an environmentally conscious apparel and lifestyle brand. Producer Dodd here with the second of what we're now calling our monthly First Tuesdays episodes. In an exciting adjustment to our planned schedule, wavemaker Nick Hounsfield is hopefully coming up next month instead, but for now we've decided to do what in old parlance would be to call Stop the Press, and for very good reason too. According to Tom, so feel free to call us out on it, for the first time since Carwin Williams, Wales is home to Britain's top-ranked pro surfer. We're speaking, of course, of Patrick Langdon Dark, the young goofy foot who last month, thanks in part to a mind-blowing frontside rotation over a dumping Portuguese closeout, has finished the year 13th in the World Surf League Europe leaderboard. The cutoff for the Challenger Series was supposed to be top 10, but with a few injury replacements or wild cards, this means there's every chance we'll be seeing the dry gork flying at one of those events before the year is out. In fact, <laughs> the WSL themselves even temporarily broke the Welsh internet by posting that Pat was in fact on the Challenger Series for the year before it turned out to be an error by an admin bod at WSL Towers somewhere in California. For those of you worried about his sanity though, Pat always knew it wasn't a legit post, as he explains to Tom and Ryan in this interview carried out last week when he was in Porthcawl to watch the British Longboard Union event at Rest Bay. I was on holiday for this one, but I've decided to give the boys a C-plus on their audio setup, so sit back and enjoy our first Tuesday's interview with the one, the only, PLD. So a nice no frills one this time. Producer Dodd is on holiday, so we've got Patrick Langdon Dark and Ryan's in the living room in my house. So it's just one mic. Yo. So sorry if we're not in stereo. We're in mono this time, um, and we're just going to get straight into it because this is a bloke who doesn't need much of an introduction nowadays. Uh, Pat is the highest ranking UK pro surfer on the WQS, the European number thirteen. Just one or two spots off the Challenger Series berth, and, and he's Welsh, well, local in fact, isn't that right? Because you now divide your time between Mumbles and North Canelli. Yeah, well, not Mumbles, more Swansea. I don't, can't afford to live in Mumbles. Right. But yeah, Mum's moved to North Canelli, so I'm a bit of a local now. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so where in Swansea do you live then? Um, in Dunver. you don't have to say your exact address. In Dunver. Right, okay. So, and is that, that, is that where you're from? No, I'm from Gowan. You're from Gower. Oh, yeah. so, you, so you went to Gowerton? Yeah, Gowerton Comp. So okay. Jem Howe was my teacher. Oh, okay. Jem Howe, the Siskia? Yeah. Oh, wow. And Ian Davis, who longboards yeah, here. Yeah, Ian, you know him. He's, he's, he's around the Porth Call area fella. Nice fella. All right. Yeah, Fran- is he a French teacher? Uh, physics. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so... Um, uh, now, I do remember, actually, like, when you were a full-on Grom, like, 14, 15, you know, and, like, yeah. full-on Grom's a chopsy, and I remember Ian, as your teacher, telling me, like, he's a really nice kid, he's really polite and does all his own work and he listens in class. <laughs> yeah. It's because I just talked about surfing. <laughs> right. Oh, so then he liked I sat, to I sat next to his table and I literally, I remember opening my physics book and be like, what have I done this year? <laughs> I, just, I just talked to him. Oh... All right, let's get the formalities out of the way then, Pat. Where, uh, what's this weekend surf been like for you? Where have you been? Um, so yesterday I dawned here actually with my dad. My dad filmed. In Portugal? Yeah, on his one day off he got up at, sorry, at five and uh, five, six o'clock and come film me. Yeah. And then I watched Guts and the boys in the longboard comp. Went over to a little left, just down the bay. Yeah, Surfed nice. that and then rest bay again. And then I dashed back and surfed Langenef, which was actually really fun. Wow. 
And then <laughs> this morning I saved Flangenef, and then I just saved Respe before this with Logan. Crikey, you really putting the hours in then? Yeah, it's, <laughs> I felt a little bit bad because I, I should have trained today, but my body was tired, so I just saved. That is training for me. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So, well, with all that surfing at home, what about uh, like you're traveling abroad, uh, abroad for your next, like, not a contest aside? Are there any sort of like uh, free surf trips coming up? Um, well, I just got back like three days ago from two weeks in Portugal. So, at the moment, I got to do some real work probably. And probably next will be. Pantin, or maybe I'll go somewhere early to get ready for Pantin if I okay. can. Okay. Yeah. But not much. I just had my safe, free safe trip, I think. Right. Okay. Which was amazing. Yeah. And then the like the the genuine the genuine plan for this year then um, is that going to be like are you head down for training for next year? Is that the goal? Um, yeah. So next year's season starts in Pantin. Yeah. So it's basically yeah, just do my best and. Qualify for the challenger, hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll talk about the WQS situation then, because that's what sort of has stopped the press, um, you know, in both Welsh and British surfing lately, really. Um, th- that charge you've been on, and the fact that you came just a couple of slots short of uh, of the challenger series. So you came thirteenth on the European WQS this year, tenth for to be the challenger series slot. Although a couple of the guys in eleventh and twelfth, I think, have, uh, have showed up in in the in the draw, didn't they? At um, um... Snapper. Yeah, there's, yeah, and there's. It's weird how they work it. There's quite a few guys below me that I've got in the events. Yeah. So they base it off the fact that they were in the challenger last year. Okay. So yes, like yes. Juan Deru and Carly and Mihi Manabre from Chogu. Right. Okay. They're all below me, but and Vasco. Really yeah, and Vasco. Yeah. We got the wild card. Oh, okay. But then boys, they get picked over me, which is like. I was a bit salty, but yeah, I've asked if there's any chance I'll get in a couple, and hopefully I will. But yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is it, are you kind of hoping for a slot in some of the events sooner or later this year if there's an injury replacement from Europe or if they're filling it with other wild cards? Um, yeah, hopefully. So they they have the CT replacements, which are essentially the gaps that are there in case any of the CT surfers want to compete. Yeah. So there's room for them to get in the draw. Yeah, the draw is so big. So you've got a you've got a, a round of ninety six to start the contest. Yeah, that's made up of each of the quotas from the continents, and then they keep room for all yeah, twenty CT surfers. Yeah. Do they? So then, when they're not there, there's CT replacements. Right. So they that's essentially the criteria for them is your regional ranks, injuries, and last year's Challenger Series rank. And that's what's let me down ah. is because I don't have a challenger series rank from last year. Right. So the boys that are ranked below me are getting in. Got that. Okay. So I've had a couple of emails back and forward to be like, well, how does this work? Yeah. I was going to say, you, to you, be, you, you're bugging the hell out of yeah, Rob not, Gunning right yeah, now, are you? Not to be bitter, but just, I don't know, I'm not a big name, so it's like... Yeah. You gotta say something, otherwise they, someone else is probably gonna get. Possibly it. though, a, a European wild card or something then. Um, maybe hopefully when it comes to France or yeah, but hopefully I yeah I just get a slot. But sometimes it's hard getting a slot. But you have you've got you're in regular conversation yeah, with Rob yeah. Gunning then, and you're, you're yeah. sort of you're pushing and a little bit of 
uh, passive aggressive. Yeah, it, it, it's just the way to be, isn't yeah. it? You've got to yeah. get, you've got to sort of it's weasel like, your yeah. way in. Yeah. They yeah. say but if you're like, applying for a job, you you phone up and say, you know, have you shortlisted yet? Is my application on yeah. the top of the yeah. pile? Like, you know, I'm not. I'm I'm getting better at being that person. Yeah. yeah. Normally, I'm a bit sort of more short fused and like. So you're a bit more calculated. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to be. I'm trying to be. Yeah, Logan's good at it. Is it? Yeah, he's very passive. When when you found out then that there had been this, um, it now turns out to have been a mistake that the WSL posted on their Instagram that you were in the European Challenger Series list. Like, what happened there? How did how did you find out that had happened? Did you ever have a moment where you thought, "Oh, I'm in," and then, or, or did you always <laughs> know? Because because we posted from 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 the Crest account something. And then James Jones rung immediately. It was like midnight or something and, and was like, boys, take it down, take it down. I've just spoken to Pat. He's not actually in. Yeah. Um, I just got off the plane. I'd literally just, I was just getting my rental car. I was literally in the shuttle van to the rental car in Lisbon because I was going to Arisera for two weeks. And I got um, the notification on Instagram when you get mentioned in a story. Yeah. And I was, what is this? I haven't spoken to this kid in like years. Kid from Croyd. And it was the page, and I was, I said, oh, I think this is a mistake straight away. Okay. Because I was because I would have had the email that Mike. So your payment doesn't get taken for your entry in the QSs until you get confirmed in. Right. So yeah. you can enter whatever you want, and they don't take your money till you're you're in. So right. I knew I wasn't in the event. So I text my old man, and he said, oh, it's probably a mistake. And then I just kept saying to people, oh, look, it's probably a mistake. And then people were like, why haven't you checked? So I spoke to Rob and he said, oh, yeah, someone in the States has obviously made a mistake. Oh, so it didn't even come from Europe then? No, it was something to do with the office in the States. Right. I think my theory was, I tried not to think about it. I was like, I'm definitely not in. I'm not going to get worked up. But I think they took, they must have taken the rankings from before Europe finished, because Europe finished really late compared to all the other regions. Okay, so they, they must have they just finished. not known that the last so they must have, still Yeah, they must have taken it after Caparica or Santa Cruz uh, or something. Yeah. And you were 10th. Yeah, yeah, I think, no, after Israel, I think. Okay. Because there was all them back to back. Because yeah, you were 12th after Caparica. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And the States, the States and all the others, I think, were finished. Yeah. So I reckon someone and over there just took the rankings too early got you uh okay but if you do get the call anytime soon for a challenger series like there's obviously how are you going to do it like there's obviously the financial side of it and equipment like just going to the equipment side of things does that change a little bit uh from what you've, what you're already doing already or do you just carry on as normal um what so would i get different boards mm. I guess it depends what, which one I'd get called to, but at the moment I've got a pretty good quiver off Sam, mm. Defoe Surfboards, or SDF, most people know them. Yeah. Um, and I ride pretty big boards for my size, and I just get used to riding them. Like, I'm only 5'5", five five and I ride 5'10s a lot. Oh, really? okay. And it's just because I feel like a lot of people consider the, the contest scene as, like, small waves and it's always groveling but to me i feel like especially now they've changed it and they run a lot in april and yeah. march yeah in europe at an open exposed beach break in at that time of year yeah. it's usually big and like hard work rather yeah, than yeah. small and for me i just find because i'm a lighter surfer being on a bigger board my turns are 
have more substance and I feel more solid and I can get out and around easier. Yeah. So I just get, and I like the feel of riding like a 510. So for somewhere, say I got into Ribeira, which is like, gets quite a lot of swell, but it's also got like a lot of flat wobbly sections. Being on a bigger board, I think would help. Yeah. But I've got my grovelers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But being from here, I kind of used, like if it's grovelly, I'm not even stressed. There's no, yeah. I just grab my short board and it's fine. Yeah. And then uh, I guess on the financial situation, like it, it, everything at a drop of a hat then, like you'd have to go like flights and everything. Yeah, used. it would be pretty hectic. I'd be lying if I say it's easy to do all the comps financially, but I am lucky that I work with my old man. So if it comes to getting time off, he just kind of just says I can go, but he works crazy, crazy hours to me so I can go. Mm. Fair play. Yeah. Yeah. I was a uh, bit of a name drop for you here. Okay. I, I, I happened to know um, Cal Callum Robson a little bit before he went on his big tear. No way. Um, yeah, it was just an accident of going to the same place in Indonesia as guys from his town would always go to. Yeah. Like two years in a row, you know, so so it was like I, I'd known this grommet. There was this grommet that ripped a bit with them, and then I only found out after the second year that like he was actually like 14, and I was like, whoa, he must be amazing then, you know. And then, but long story short, because I then had him on Instagram and all of that, when he got you know suddenly from nowhere the challenger series slot, he just did a crowdfund. He was just like, yeah. right, if you if you support me and you've enjoyed watching me, oh, right. I've got this channel. And and I think like obviously I didn't contribute because I've met the guy on two different surf trips briefly like four years ago. But you know, um, he must have been enough people in Evan's head where he's now doing this fundraiser back because they've had the flood trouble. Yeah, and and he so he was literally asking people like like you know so so have you ever thought about something like that if you if you suddenly got like Pratt's in the U.S. Open. Like, um, Come on, everyone, give us 50 quid or something. Yeah, for sure. And it's not easy as it is, but I, w I don't want to, like, take the mick. And, like, if I can afford it, I will. But then with the Challenger series, I think if I did the whole Challenger, I would have to. Because yeah. the financial state, me now, or yeah. how much I get off sponsors and stuff, it, the, the numbers they've been, like, stabbed in an article on it, it's like, I don't know, near that amount of money, so... There's a lot of bare surfboards on the Challenger series, isn't there? Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's a, it's a... It seems like when you talk to people back in the day as well, they say, oh, they were on this and they were on this, but I don't know, surfing seems big now, but I guess just the way the economy is or something, I don't know. That's a really not good point, isn't it? I, I'm not going to pretend to understand how it works. And I, like, That's I'm, a really good point, yeah. I think it is, because I... And I, I don't want to talk about... But I just going back to like what you said about like years ago, like I was sponsored like twenty years ago, but there seemed a lot of kids were sponsored yeah. years ago, yeah. yeah, a lot more than uh, that are now, yeah. But also they were getting flowed loads of product, and they'd be like, yeah. I mean, loads of product, yeah, and opportunities and, and trips and stuff. The, the QS six stars back in the day would be like a round of one hundred and ninety two, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. And it would be like absolutely ram packed with like guys traveling the world mm. it costs like 60 grand a year to travel yeah you know? they, they, they could find 192 guys with a you know with a salaried logo on their boards with yeah. enough of a salary to be traveling mm. the world i always wonder the kids i'm surfing against like some of them seem like they've got nice cars and like yeah they do all these trips and they don't seem to ever like 
not that they betray that, but you never seen you you wouldn't know, but you never see like oh he's got a day job and stuff. But yeah. me and Logan are always like, what do these like? What do they? Where, do? Yeah, there's all this cash, boys. That's the reality, yeah. though, isn't it? They must have to have some kind of yeah. Everyone's job. got their own way of doing it, like little hustle on the, on the back. Yeah, yeah, but I think yeah, it's just the ones where you see like that if they're not at a comp, they're like in Costa Rica or something. Yeah, and you're like, well, where do you? But you never know. They could be doing something. They could be working online. Or... Yeah. Hmm. So th- there's a financial grind, but like you know the whole the whole comp thing, like mentally for you, is that like you've obviously got a desire to 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 keep it running, like yeah. you know. But obviously there's a challenge now, like to to get onto the Challenger series as well. But like how 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 do you deal with all that? Um, I don't know. I love it. Is that's what it is? Yeah. It's down to blind. Yeah, just, I just like, I like the challenge and like, I really enjoy the mental side. Sometimes I look at other people, I, not anyone, but people that I've spent a little bit of time with or like seen at contests and I just think they, I think some guys don't work on their mind that much. Yeah. Because mm. it's like, surfing mm. yeah. is pretty serious now, but it's probably still at that stage where like, if you say to surf, certain people, like, do you work on your mindset and stuff, they're like... What do you want about? Yeah. But for me, I feel like that's somewhere I feel like I'm strong. And I just love the idea of competing and like all the ways you can improve yourself in the physical and the mental. Yeah. Like, you know, some people say it's luck and all this. And there is elements of luck, obviously, but I think there's a lot you can control with your mind and and the physical and the prep and everything else. Let's uh, let's get into your QS season then and have a quick review of it. Uh, you know, because mindset obviously came to place for you then in that first of these. So that so they basically started the rankings again, didn't they, before the Azores comp? Uh, yeah, after the Anglet one that got cancelled. Oh, so you had a quarter final. W- 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 you were in the Anglet one when it got cancelled. Yeah, it's like round four or something. Round four or something, right? And frothing because it was one foot. Yeah, and then it cancelled it, and you were you were like obviously going to win it, and then. You go to the Azores from there, and they're keeping the points from that first one, and then you end up coming fifth. Yeah. Which is a he- so you get to the man-on-man stages, you know, and and you're winning heats, and you know you and Logan both went on a proper tear, and that really I think is you know the the sort of biggest result that a, a Welsh surfer has ever had in a pro comp. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I don't know the history enough. Sorry, that wasn't phrased like a question. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Obviously, I can't say if it was the biggest, like car win and guts and stuff. I don't. I wasn't around, but yeah, it felt it felt good for sure, and it felt good to do it in good waves, because not I don't really listen much, but I always hear people oh he's an air guy or he surfs small waves and all this stuff, and it's like all right, well I just got fifth and like and it was it was like six foot every heat. Yeah, at difficult six foot. Yeah, it's like tricky, but it helped going out early for sure. Me and Logue went like yeah. a week or ten days early, right. just because we know we knew it's just been summer in Britain. Yeah, it's mm. coming into winter, and you check the chart for the Azores, and that place yeah. just gets hounded. It was by huge swell. Swell when he got there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like too big. But Guts had told me about when he got. I think he got third in the worlds in Gittery. I yeah. think it was. Yeah, yeah. The when he beat Tudor. I don't know yeah. if he told you. Yeah, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if he's told you he beat Joel Tudor. But <laughs> he will be too. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. We'll but, be speaking to him soon. Yeah. yeah. But um, 
he said he got there early. Mm. And it's pretty common knowledge, but he said he got there early and someone made him out go out when it was huge. Right. Because it was going to be big for the comp, but not as big. It was very big for the so comp. So we kept saying, oh, let's just do the guts theory. Mm. And it was huge and no one was there. Mm. And it's like... Not that it is sharky, but when you come from here yeah. and you go somewhere like that and it's massive and you're out in the middle of like... Spooky. Yeah, me and Logan were looking at each other like... <laughs> Quite a few of those spots as well. They are places where they send the contest in when it's really big. And, you know, if the contest wasn't there, people wouldn't really be surfing no, it like sure. that. So you'd you guys have to show up and surf it in like unsurfably yeah. big. You'd be going to find the Coney or the Langman yeah. for yeah. sure, but you're surfing the rest bit. Mm. But we surfed a lot when it was like super hectic and that's what Guts was saying he said because when the comp comes around you're so relaxed because yeah. the six foot feels like four foot or yeah, the eight yeah. foot feels like six foot yeah so we did do that and it did help for sure I think at that event and uh, the the other thing you know you're in a proper world class competition when you get barreled which you did and you get like a lower score than you were getting for turns yeah <laughs> Yeah. And it I was just, a good barrel, you know. It was, oh, yeah. it was, I just couldn't, like, I was in such a good, like, sort of, like, I'm just, I just spent, like, two days with Llewellyn, yeah. Whitaker. Right. And there was a few things that he said that really, or, like, resonated with me. Yeah, he's awesome, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Hopefully, like, I've done a bit more with him, and hopefully, it looks like, hopefully we'll be doing more with him in the future. Great. But... <laughs> I just felt really like I didn't, and I've taken it with me now. And it's, it works sometimes and it doesn't work, but I like to surf heats where until I'm in a really good position, I'm not really worried about everyone else. Yeah. And I just felt like I was in one of them, like, oh, the waves get, like, I wasn't really stressed. They're like, what if he goes there and he does this? Or oh, I need to do this on this wave. I was just like, this wave's going to barrel, so I'm going to get barreled. Mm. But then in hindsight, it was a little nugget and I should have just cracked it. But, but hey, it's yeah. So from there, you get a 25th in Israel, and then you get a 33rd in Caparica. So your your position in the ratings is getting sort of eaten away at. Yeah. And then you have this run again then in uh, Santa Cruz, and uh, and you get a 17th there. So that then puts you right up there. And that was the contest where you did this uh, big frontside rotator into the flats. Yeah. And got, what was it? You got seven plus for a single manoeuvre, didn't you? Um, I got a seven, eight something. Seven, yeah. eight. Like, yeah. I got, I got, I think I got the same scores I got for the lip line in Azores. Yeah. But it, I was pretty annoyed. I, I kind of, I had in my head a seven, but I wanted an eight. <laughs> I wanted an eight. But. That was, like, the crowd went crazy. Yeah. The commentators were like, Frothing. Absolutely, like just yeah, because it was like Tom said, like that was like how big was that wave? It was like uh, I, I don't know, it's like a five footer, maybe a bit bigger, but like just that wave, Santa Cruz, it's got a lot of backwash and a lot of power. We, uh, yeah. just, we both know it. We've yeah, uh, we've been it's, to a contest there. It's when I was horrible. there, I was texting not long ago. I was texting my dad, and he was like, "Oh, have you like?" Did I because I had the focus of going there and just training on hard, shifty beach breaks. Yeah. yeah. Because they're so hard, them Portuguese ones. They like are. the France ones are nice and pleasant. Yeah. They can be hard as well, but the Portuguese ones are just... I swear they're like the hardest place to surf. Yeah. But it ended up pumping and I surfed them and I surfed the good waves. But I was in the heat. I kept... I had a couple of waves and I was getting really annoyed because I just wanted to... Not annoyed, but I just wanted to show like my surfing. Kind of just on the face on big sections. But I just kept catching edges and like yeah. the backwash and I was like... And my dad always says, he's like, 
you're good at airs. Like, there's no point doing them all the time if you're not going to do them in the comp. He's like, just back yourself. Like, yeah. your land rate so high, Absolutely. just do them. Yeah, yeah. So then I was just like, in my head, I was just like, like, I got nothing. I'm not in... I was in quite a good mindset as well because I knew I had nothing to lose because I wasn't in... I was surfing to gain it, you know? I wasn't yeah. surfing to, to protect anything. Yeah. 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 So I was just like, well, if you got to gain it, you got to go out and, like, get it. So just go do it. And then... Oh, it was. I felt was... like... Because in a free surf, that section would be like, whoa, like, you'd have, maybe have that moment of, like, whoa, that's what, is, so... would you Like, would you go for it? But well, in the heat, you're literally like... the conversation me and, me and yeah. Rhino had as we were waiting for you to arrive. Because it yeah. was... Uh, we were... 1996, you and I went there, right? Was it really? Yeah. Good grief. Stop. And uh, we, <laughs> we were remembering being terrified of the place. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's a horrible... I, like, uh, it's not horrible, but... I said to Ryan, I said, like, I'd have been scared to do a floater on that wave. And then I went to the loo and I came back out and I said, Ryan, t- I'm taking that back. I-, I give myself too much credit. I'd have been scared to punch out the back. I'd have been straightening up on that section. It was like, yeah. yeah. But it just, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, just, and it seemed like it was, I think G-Man said, like, it looks mental for airs out there if you'd want to do them. Like, yeah. you know, if you were Matt Maiola or something. Yeah. And so just... is, is, is that for you now, like, is that giving you, like, uh, like, like a stellar sort of confidence going forward for, for the comps in the future, for when it gets conditions like that? Are you going to just go, do you know what? I just, I think I like, I've worked really hard on my forehand just linking and surfing yeah. to get scores a lot recently and over the winter and more recently I feel really good mm. but I do like it when because them comps the judges were absolutely frothing one major manoeuvre right like yeah. they like Lucas Silvera got an almost a 10 for one layback and it was bonkers yeah and Maxime in Caparica was getting eight for one backside turn all the time yeah. and I do like that because it's like they're doing something that that guy cannot do. Mm. And I think some judges would just be like, oh, you only did one turn, we have to yeah. cap it at a six. But it's like, no, what he's doing is, like, when they give... And so I was like, I do enjoy it when it's like, if you go for it, we will reward you. Yeah. yeah. It's quite nice, you can get loads of reps in and just go for it. So, yeah, I was, it does give me a bit of, like... It kind of excites me, to be honest. Yeah. I'm going to crunch right into your stats here now, right? If we look at who you're losing to, though, right? In those two, you know, do we call them a poor result? 25th, 33rd? Well, well, it wasn't good enough, so yeah. Okay, right. So but you lost to Ramsey Bukheim in Israel, and you were defeated by Gaspar Larsener in, uh, in Caparica, mm-hmm. both of whom are now sitting on the edge of, like, the CT berths on the Challenger series. Yeah. So you know you 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 lose. I know it doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know if you, you said you, you know if you don't you don't get through you don't get through. But you lose into guys like world class surfers there in both of those occasions. And then if we have a look at your uh, your history in the rankings, you know you uh, you basically sort of tear on. Um, you know in 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 the WQS you know you've got like 49th is your best result, 33rd, 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 65th in 2020. 49th, and then suddenly this breakthrough of like best result, fifth. Your points total is four times as high as it had been any other year. Yeah. It's just absolute breakthrough year. Yeah. I think there's a few things, but I think COVID helped. Right. And not in a, but just a year to get better. Yeah. Like that's not, not going to help. And I also just, not to, I'm not writing anyone off. 
But I just think that, like, if you're, not that I'm working, well, if you're working harder than guys, like, you're just going to be getting better, you know? Yeah. So it's like, in theory, if them guys are better than me then, and they're getting better than me as quick as I'm getting better, they should still be way better than me, but I just feel like I'm getting better. That's really interesting. And it just like, you know, you just like learn more about competing and mm. surfing and mindset and and I think the year off just like, not the year off, but just like the year of surfing to get, like you had a whole year of getting better. Yeah. It's taken it because I mean, that, I think that's the same thing with Callum Robson as well, you know. Yeah. And, um, and look where he is now, you know. Yeah. And Mind you, I do remember like three years ago, I was just on Instagram, just scrolling and I come across his Instagram. Yeah. And I'm all, you always hear these people saying, oh, when you go to Oz, there's these brickies and these, like, carpenters yeah. who just come out of nowhere and they're mental. Like Stu Kennedy. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so I was looking at this guy's Instagram and I was kind of thinking, like, Jesus, like, people aren't lying. This guy is bonkers good. Yeah. And he's just some random account I found who, like, he does a couple comps. No way. I was like, Jesus. And now he's right. world number six. And now he's, like, world number six. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's all right. He is... Yours that good? There's not another one out there I need to worry about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I remember being like, Jesus. <laughs> so, <laughs> watching the uh, watching the Challenger series now, right? Are you watching it with like through gritted teeth, like I should be there, or are you watching it as a fan of the sport? Uh, no, I think you can't be like negative. That's just like like I gotta be. You gotta be positive, but I just for me it's. I want to be surfing at that level and better. So I'm just watching it going. Okay. Like, I'm going to go surf now, and i got to be surfing that good and better. You yeah. Know? And those spots, like, you know, I, I I drove to work the next day, spoke to James on the phone early the day, the night of the of the, the dodgy post, from which we now learn was put out by America. And I was, like, really just annoyed, because it was, like, the first two rounds of that snapper contest, I was just like, I just wanted to, I wanted to see Pat in snapper, you know, and, and it's like the, the events, you know, you look at where they're going, you know, they're going to Snapper, they're going to, they're going to compete in Hossega, which, I, you know, I'm sure you've competed in places like that before. Um, down the line, then, of course, there's Haliwa. And then there's Huntington Beach, the US Open. And, and you know, Rhino, you've competed in Huntington. Uh-huh. There is a sense of, like, history. There's a lot spots. of history there, isn't it? You know, it's like where the US Open is and, you've, you know, you've got the pier, which sticks out. You've got a wet, I think it's a Wendy's or a... I don't know what it is. Rubies. Rubies, Rubies yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. you know? And then, and of course, I don't know, like, I, I had to shoot the pier just because. You know? <laughs> you know? yeah. just, it was actually quite scary. Have you, have you gone through that? Yeah, I don't think I went through. I think, I think Joe Morris went through, maybe. But yeah. he's like that. Joe loves doing stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, well, I, I had to do my Ben Gravy thing, didn't I? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but I loved it. I loved Huntington. It was sick. And you had a, you had a hell heat in Huntington, I didn't did, you? yeah. It was... Uh, it was the surf was really good actually. It was about I don't know four to five foot. It was it's, offshore. It's way better than people That's give it credit it for. Was, it that. was hollow. Yeah. It was like everybody was getting barreled and yeah. Um, I don't know whether I've already spoken about this on here before, but I, like yeah, I had a heat with I think it was Boris Texier who was I think French Open champion yeah. at the time. CT at was the he time? CT? Yeah. yeah. Um, Michael Munger Barry. Munger and Shane Beshen. In the no same way. heat, yeah. Shane Beshen at Huntington's like kind of like yeah, like kind of. Well, like, Shane Beshen won the U.S. Open. Yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of like what's, what do they like like a Shane Beshen and Huntington? They like just go thing, together, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, like really? Alan Charlo yeah, exactly. and Malibu. So yeah. I, I was like, oh, I was just going to go and enjoy it and stuff, and then 
like my first couple of ways, I only had a, like I don't know, like three or something, and or, or yeah, probably it was just a three, and then I had a, like a, a couple more, but nobody else in the heat had caught anything. <laughs> no I was way, like, I can win this. <laughs> 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 and then the next thing I saw was Munger coming towards me, absolutely shacked, and then uh, and coming out, and then on the opposite side of me then was uh, Beshan and just doing this absolutely massive like flat air coming down into the flats and I was like well we are now <laughs> that's me that's that me. was good but yeah. yeah but it was good no yeah. but it's like it's the thing it's like all the names are there you know like everybody's there yeah. it's really hard as well Huntington when I watch the US Open because I've surfed it in a reasonable size as well you watch the US Open and I'm like the fact that they can when they dash back out with three minutes left and they pick off another one mm. with only two or three guys in the water mm. it's actually a lot really shifty yeah. And like, you know, I think it's one of those lineups where you kind of need 15 people in the water to remember where to sit when you paddle yeah, back right. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, a... like have I paddled past where it just like crumbles so you can get in before the reform? Yeah. I, had a, I did the juniors there. Right. And it was like, I, I managed to beat a lot of guys that I probably shouldn't have beaten at the time for my level. Yeah. But just because you had to serve your heat really smart. Yeah. And like, you weren't probably doing your best surfing. Mm. You were just getting two good waves and they weren't. I'm going to carry on winding you up now, right? Currently, Ramsey and uh, Maxime Houchino are doing well and they're sitting in the slots to make it onto the CT. We've got Jorgen Kuzanet could be about to make a jump in the rankings. You know, he's still sitting in the in the, the Sydney yeah. contest. We've got Lucas Silvera. So at the time of recording, by the way, dear listener, we, we've got one more day of the Sydney contest left to go. So Lucas Silvera, who used Europe to qualify, sitting pretty. Um, so that could be as many as four guys who were above you in the 21-22 European QS next year. Not there, because they're going to be on the CT instead, um, which could mean, as long as Leo Furavanti doesn't get relegated Anky, back down. Uh, yeah, that, as long as that doesn't happen, that you, um, you'd be ninth. You'd be sitting in ninth uh, right now. So a repeat performance next year, and you'd be there as long as those guys go up. Plus, Europe might get more spaces if enough Euros qualify for the CT. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to do better than I did this year. I'd like to like be on a tear and be super safe, not be back at 9th or 10th. I'd like to be way up there. That's the goal, anyway. That's I'd, a good I'd, way to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd take any spot, to be honest, but yeah, I'd like to be up there. That's where my focus is, just getting to the the level that, like, say, Max, Maxime and yeah. Ramsey are. Mm. Just the consistency as well. Yeah, I, I think both of them are going to make it. That's <laughs> my call. I, I really like... They're the two guys that are probably... There's a lot of them that are really nice, like the big dogs are actually really nice, but them two, they're like... There's no... like I don't see a reason for them to talk to some kid from Wales. But they'll just stop and chat to you for like 15 minutes. Just really? To, and you're just like, kind of like my idol. <laughs> <laughs> Not like Max seems sick. Except you want really, to be And he's really nice. But Ramsey, like, I've like screen recorded his surfing and just like watched it like so intently. Yeah. Because he's goofy and I just love backside surfing. Yeah. And to me, he's like, I love Gabby, but like Ramsey might have the best, to, for me, might have the best backhand in the world. Wow. And just like, Surfing with him and talking to him and serving heat to them, I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool, but I want to smash you. <laughs> um, one of the stops coming up, Pat, um, it always interests me, is, is, is Hawaii. 
Um, yeah. And obviously, like the the Challenger series stops off at, uh, in December at Haliva, and um, this year, like I don't know, like if, if you could get in, if you could uh, wangle your way in there, like like what's your thoughts on like big shifty like Hawaiian size waves? Uh, I don't know. I just go early if I got in. Oh, right, I yeah, and just, just do get the used guts to it. Uh, yeah, and maybe order a couple. Not that my shaper doesn't make amazing boards, but maybe like if I had the money, just order a few local boards. Probably that seems to see what even the best guys in the world do. And yeah, got, they do. They've got the best shapers working for them, and they still order local boards. So I probably, if they're doing it, it must work. So I, I do that. This, this was Pat kicking our yeah. uh, sofa-bound mic, by the way. Their producer Dodd's going to be having kittens. This is my idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I don't know. I. I don't know, like, yeah. I Does think it stress you out, like, bigger waves or not? Not really, eh? Like, people think, oh, it probably does because you're from, like, Langland or whatever, and you say, like, but I North don't know. Canary. Yeah, <laughs> North Canary. <laughs> but I don't know, it kind of, I don't know, I can't, the, I, the thing I like about them waves is, like, you kind of get exposed if you're not just going for it. Yeah. If you're trying to be safe, like, you kind of get, like, found out. But no, I don't know. I think I'd. I think I've never been there. And like I, I think I'd just be frothing. Yeah. I'm sure I'd get a kick in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. Everybody yeah. does. Yeah. And I'm sure it would be humbling surfing like them waves. Like everyone says, it's like a crazy power. But the only way you're gonna get better is surfing them waves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it'd be sick. The Hollywood is the one sunset I do look at and go, that look just looks like weird and hard mm, holy yeah. evil like i know that i've heard the rip and like the insides really bad mm. but it does look sick i think that's the one i'd really like to surf and pipe without heat would be mental in a heat mm. with four guys it would sunset's the one i'm like well that kind of just looks like i don't need to surf there if i had a comp there yeah yeah now of course the other thing that i wanted to ask you about while you were here is uh you and logan have made a, a landmark achievement for well, surfing because uh, you in Port- it was in Portugal that you got to compete for the first time in professional surfing history with Udrig Gorch, the, the the Welsh flag next to your name, and as Wales rather than GB. Um, how did that feel? Um, yeah, it was sick. I was stoked because not that GB doesn't mean anything to us. It's just. You probably wouldn't know unless you come from Wales, do you? But yeah. when you come from Wales, it's like, it's like, oh, it's it's here. You yeah, it and heart, like, yeah, you? and like, and we're like we're not really on the the Union Jack, are we? No. So like having the Welsh flag was like no, it it is yeah the boys yeah the Union and and Seth Seth got it as well yeah he was, did yeah which, which was yeah. cool because even though he serves for England it was like he was like I'm Welsh so. So he asked then, did he once he saw They said, what do you want? Rob said, and he said, I'm Welsh. I, like, I want to have the Welsh flag. So me and Logan were off and we were like, yeah, Zed. So hey. cool. Good for him. Yeah. Because yeah. then you look on the rankings and you're like, well, he's Welsh, he's Welsh. Well, 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 yeah. If Alice did it, it'd be like, come on, the yeah. Welshies. And um, the, the Union Jack you were just saying is, uh, it was actually designed by King James I. I knew you'd know. He was the king <laughs> who, was, who was James VI <laughs> of Scotland. The son of Mary, Queen of Scots, succeeded to the English throne in 1603, and he wanted to unite the the kingdom of Wales, of England and Scotland, because he was like a Taking bit worried about his claim. You know, they'd been the gunpowder plot, and he was worried about his claim to those thrones. 
And so he experimented with lots of designs that basically united the Scottish, you know, blue, blue and, and white X and the English red and right. white crisscross. And then that was where they, and they settled on the Union Jack. So you are right, like the dry gore, or, yeah. or, but it was then Wales had the St. David flag at the time. And it just was never in the picture. Like they basically did the act of union between England and Scotland. And then they just decided that, oh yeah, the Welsh are on board, by the way. <laughs> there yeah. was no one in the, mo- in the meeting. And, and the Hawaiians and the Basque have their flag. Yeah. yeah. So we were like, sort the boys out. But I wanted to ask about that, because obviously we don't want to offend any listeners from GB, for whom no, GB yeah. is and an that, important thing. I, yeah, and like there's some like people who support us when we're away, who aren't from Wales, that's still like... So that was what I, w- I wanted to ask about that, because I was wondering now, you know, has there been anyone who, you know, would have formally supported you in the GB flag suddenly, you know, do you, uh, uh, you know has there anyone suddenly gone like, oh, what have they done there, you know? I, and, don't, I don't think so, I mean, they all know what we're like. Yeah. Like, we had the conversation with Luke and Barnaby who you were staying yeah, with. Go on, I want to know and, what was and, that conversation. And they were like, they said, they were asking, oh, say you got in the CT boys, would you have a GB and a Wales or would you have two Waleses? And Logan said he'd have a GB and a Wales. I can't remember if he said just because of support or because he's got like English and Scottish blood as well. Right. Yeah, well, why and not I, have an England and a, yeah, or, and I, or a Scotland and yeah, a Wales? And yeah, and I was like pretty like, Nah, boys. Nah. <laughs> Wales <laughs> never fails. Yeah, there'll be two dragons on my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. But, do, do, but they, do they want the England yeah, flag? Yeah, but I said, boys, how patriotic are you for GB or England? And they almost sounded more GB patriotic than England because they're Cornish, I think. Right. Not to say anything that I shouldn't say, but like... So what if they had a Kerno Yeah, flag? I said if you could have a Kerno and a GB, they were like... Yeah, probably. Yeah, Luke was, anyway. Luke's super Cornwall. Yeah. Because then... Um, I think Barnaby is as well. Yeah, because... Uh, oh, what's his name? You know, the, the Scottish fella... Um, Boydie. Boydie, Mark Boyd, was... Uh, he, he was then on to someone asking about what would be the chances of him getting a Scottish one when he... Yeah, he texts me about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, did you, you know, should the... Yeah, the English ones could just have an England one then, so we just lose the GB thing altogether. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. We're all different countries, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. It's probably before, like, for a little while, there probably wasn't so many, like, GB guys. Now there's, like, quite a few. Well, there always has been, actually, yeah. but there's more online stuff now. It's isn't more there? visible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, back then. It before was just you just like... have GBR on your paper, draw. And, and, like... and then I suppose, it, for the Olympics, though, then, GB is the route into the Olympics, but that's, I suppose, in the same way that Europe is the way into the... Challenger series, isn't it? You know, yeah, you, 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 know, you surf yeah. for Wales, then you surf at the GB, you know, you're one of the GB names yeah. to go to the Worlds. Yeah. Uh, but then the Hawaiians have to do the same, don't they? They've got to compete for yeah. America. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't think you're, you're complaining if you're in the Olympics, you'll chuck the Union Jack on, won't you? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe sneak a Welsh flag up on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Probably get fined or something. Yeah. Cool. So we talked about a little bit, you mentioned earlier uh, about Clawellyn with Kelly, you've been doing a little bit of work with him. Uh, but like, I just want to sort of like get into your mind a little bit about like the plan and of like regarding like the prep and the training that you've got to get to what you call the next level and your goals and all that sort of thing. Where sort of what's what is the sort of um, the, the next step for you? Um, in terms of prep or contest, I think that like basically we need to like know everything really. You know. Yeah. Um. At the moment. I'm just working on like sort of like my progression of my surfing, not just like progressive meaning airs and stuff, just like getting better. Like I feel like I went to Portugal and I had a lot of focus on lefts, like just like 
doing calves tighter and like coming out with more speed and just like certain things where like my body was when I was doing snaps and I've come back I did I know we just spoke about Santa Cruz being really hard because it was small some days there was the most perfect left sandbag it was like something out of Hossigal like it was unbelievable not that I have I doubt there's any Santa Cruz locals listening to this going, you expose our back. <laughs> but it was sick, and I got to just get loads of reps in. But, <clears throat> yeah, it's just like working on my surfing, and I've got a new training program with lift coaching. And Flew's actually had a few conversations with him. And what, what is lift coaching? Is like... Uh, like an online fitness trainer, okay. a guy called Ben, uh, which he does a range of sports. So what's he, that like? Like... Like gym CrossFit stuff. stuff. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of movement and a lot of weight training. And do you jog or, or Nah I don't jog. Bikes, swim. Yeah. Bikes and rowing and stuff, but it mostly gym work. Right. But there's quite a lot of like movement stuff as well. But that and so I'm just getting a bit stronger, maybe a touch heavier. Um but is that always the goal to get a little bit heavier? Yeah, so like some maybe a little bit. But just, like, my style of surfing is, like, like I'm my build, like, I don't tend to put weight on that easy. Mm-hmm. And my surfing is, like, a bit, like, sort of, like, a bit more, like, a lot of moving than, like, a lighter surfer. But, yeah, maybe a little bit heavier. And, yeah, just trying to get... My focus at the moment is to, like, I watch the CT guys and I'm just, like, trying... Like, I still admire them and they, they're, like, kind of on this pedestal but trying to be like no I want to be that level like yeah I don't want to be like I'm trying not to be in the mindset of like oh I want to be top 10 in Europe like I'm like no I want to be as good as the guys in the CT yeah so like when I'm going to surf now some people probably think like whoa he's putting the bar high but like Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like no I want to be that level like I don't want to be oh he did the QS for a bit yeah oh he was quite like oh remember when he did all right like I want to be like that level Coach, manager? Um, thought the old man kind of ticks all them boxes, eh? Right. But, like, yeah, I don't know. My dad helped, um, I am my mum, but my dad helps me a lot with, like, the entries and everything. And, like, he watches more surfing than, like, me, Logan. And, like, he's, like, and he, he was, like, semi-pro pro at squash. Mm. So he understands the body and competing really well. Right. And he understands surfing really well, even though he's not that good. I've watched WSL surfing with your dad. It's an absolute pleasure. He yeah, like, and he's like... I didn't know he was your dad at the time. Either. <laughs> I was like, who's this dude sitting next to Pat who knows everything? <laughs> yeah, about everyone. And like, oh, did you see that heat? Then I heard you call him dad. I was yeah. like, oh, did right. you watch that heat? That heat round of 96 in the chilly one. That yeah, was he was. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, dad, you're off it. <laughs> but like, he just loves it. And he like, like... Like, Logue, like, not just me, Logue will, like, take Dad's word and, like, Dad says, go sit over there, he'll sit over there. Or, like, you know, Dad, like, yeah. like we take Dad's word as, like, he yeah. knows, like, we're not, like, oh, he kind of knows what he's on about. Yeah. But then, like, obviously other coaches, like, I do a bit with Joel, Surf Solutions. Right. Joel Gray. And he's really sick. Uh, but sometimes just they're, like, and I only, <laughs> only really do it if it's, like, not very good here go down and surf down there and if he's doing something I'll do stuff with him mm. don't tend to like drive away from here and spend the money if it's going to be good here to yeah. go down there and train yeah and then flew <laughs> if I can sort of financially and just being in the same part of the world at the same time yeah but I'll keep in contact with him a lot yeah I find his 
where his mindset is and his sort of wavelength or whatever you would call it resonates with He's me really well. Great on that. But stuff, I, isn't yeah, it? with some, I think a good coach is, knows how to approach most people's minds. Yeah, that's what a good coach G- is. But got a plug. But Lou's podcast with us while we while we're at this. Yeah, we we had him on or May last year. Just such an interesting guy, you know. And yeah. His story on like you know where he found that he, where he suddenly realised that he had that in him, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, like there's a few people who are really like can like know how to get me like ticking. Like my dad obviously knows you can yeah. say anything, and I'm like amped up. But Lou's like really good. Yeah, I really like. If I was ever in a position where I could, well, it'd be pretty hectic to hire a full time coach, but. Yeah. If I was ever in a position where I could, I'd be pretty stoked to have him come around. Yeah. He's pretty on it. Next question for me was one that I've actually asked Logan this, and uh, I, I don't know whether it was a. Uh, like, you guys are as, as good as you are, have, have got good from surfing here, like mainly in, yeah. in, in Wales and obviously around the shores of the UK. Like and I was all and I spoke to Logan about it. And I was like, "How come, like, in a little bit of downtime, do you, like, or even in the summer, do you not go like to Desert Point in Indo, or do you not go to?" Yeah. You know, like I know you've just come back from so like Portugal. to like the really like the like the Barleys and stuff. Yeah, or maybe go to, like the Canaries, you know, for the Chris for for the winter time in the UK or something like that, you know. Yeah. That sort of thing. I, the one thing, obviously like excuses are excuses but like I guess with work sometimes like you just got to be around enough to like somewhat do work as yeah well. yeah no of course but but that that's not an excuse like you should go in them waves but for me with the barleys and stuff I just like one the most of the money we spend just has to go on the contest and then you can't afford to go away yeah. as rest all the time but for me as well like I just I don't know I think maybe people like think it's like not a purist way of looking at it but I like like I went to I looked at flights to Indo and they were for the last two weeks and I was gonna thinking of going for a month and I've never done it before and I was kind of frothing on the idea or I was gonna go to Mexico yeah but the thing that threw me off the most was just like a thousand pound for a flight right, yeah. and the flight to Portugal was 80 quid and I stayed with my friend Aaron Strong who lives there yeah mm. so it was like already working out it's no brainer yeah. phenomenally cheaper yeah mm. But, and the waves there are amazing. Anyway, well, the chart I had was unbelievable. I had super tubes and some a lot of the reefs in, probably shouldn't say, even though everyone knows what they are, yeah. in Aracera that were amazing. Mm. But for me, for some reason, and I think with Logue as well, we just like froth on like going somewhere and training on the type of waves that we have in the contest, like the hard beaches or like, yeah. they're like kind of hard, like kind of has a lot of power and kind of moves a lot European waves. Yeah. Mm. Because, like, you watch the Brazilians, and I've heard them say it, and I haven't heard any other surfers say it. Well, you kind of have, but I've heard the Brazilians say it the most and emphasise it. Is And their beaches aren't always small. They are big and, like, shifty. Right. And they, like, they just train in all different types of conditions, and they just say, we're drilled into us to be adaptable. So they just go and surf, like, like clean when it's pumping and, like, onshore when it's big at home and small and they yeah. just like learn to be adaptable and be able to get scores in anything yeah so i don't know what it is we just go and train in like europe but we but it is, i should go and train as well and for like the purest surfer side just go surf and like desert point and stuff 
So I just wonder whether with the Wave Like Desert Point, um, you know, some of these great Indonesian point breaks, um, Jeffrey's Bay is another one, um, whether it's just the fact that you're, you're, you're stood on your feet with that energy going through you for longer, for longer. And so, you know, you, you're doing, you know, if you go, if you go to turns, you're doing one turn and you're coming down from it and then like you're able to take the feedback straight into your body into the next turn again. Yeah, for sure. And then again, and then, and, 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 and then you're, you're getting the energy and the proprioception and all that, that, you know, you'd need for that big lipper in the closeout section of Santa Cruz. But instead of having to fish around for an hour, finding that one big lipper yeah, in Santa Cruz, then hope you're not too tired and you're in the right part of the wave. You just, you're just doing it for like 10 minutes a day. Yeah, on I feet think, doing I that. think really I say like, we want to just go train in the ways we do the contest, but I think it just happens that it's very cheaper to go there. Yeah. But I do, I do want to go to Indo soon. I have been looking. Even though my dad does say to me, he's always says like, he's like, if you go to Indo, he's like, coming back here is going to be tough to stay motivated, you know? But, I I, I'm, pretty, I but, I, but I'm pretty sure I'm like, I'm too frothed and too yeah. motivated to like care. I'll I just don't be agree. like, you sick, but now I'm home. Do you know what you've yeah. got to do? See, you know, I've been, I love Indo. Yeah. Ryan loves Indo, you know, and, and i got an, uh, other mates who love Indo and I know people, it's probably not fair to name them, you know, who... They go to Indo and you're exactly right, it's ruined them. They come back and they just go, shit here, can't surf here. Yeah. And they're done. I, I know, th- I know guys who live in Kulangata who've done that. They go to Indo and then they go, oh, I don't surf at Kulangata anymore, you know? For me, like, I get back from Indo and I go in the quickest, coldest, crappest respite I can find immediately. And I just get it over and done with. Mm. And I just go, and that's it. And I just, this is my new reality. It's all over. Yeah. This is it. And I just make a point, and I and, and I'll surf like one foot. I, I think if you suddenly wait for yeah. like a fun day, and then the fun day isn't actually as fun. It's like I just yeah. just let the comparison happen immediately. Let your face freeze. Let you know yeah. catch a tiny crap wave yeah. and just get it over. But you would be fine. Yeah. You, you go to Indo for a month. You come back. Yeah. And you oh, be frothing sure. in one yeah. foot rest bay. Yeah, for sure. And I also think I didn't really mention this, but. Not to say where they are, what the names are, but there are waves in the UK that I am. I feel like compared to a lot of the boys that do the contests in Britain, yeah, me and Logue a lot, maybe because we spend a lot of time with Guts and Gale, is I do do a serious amount of goosing, yeah. driving, mm. usually north, yeah. sometimes south, but usually any direction north, yeah. to lesser known waves that are pretty good. Obviously, they're a lot colder yeah but like I do make a point of spending time in them heavier barrier waves the one thing that I'm not proud of is that I haven't been to Ireland oh right? yeah and I really want to go and film <laughs> and get right I'm trying to, yeah I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to get the boards now as well like I speak to G-Man a lot yeah G-Roy G-Roy yeah. McDade or however. yeah Garage yeah. yeah spend like loads of time with him I still like Call him like. Where's so he have like eight, dif- eight now different versions of his eight different versions of his name. Now he's mates with Mason Ho. He's still willing to talk to you then. Yeah, he's actually. <laughs> I'll be honest. He is the biggest legend. That video come out when we were yeah. with him, and he just like, he like will show that he's frothing, but yeah. he also is like, well, and I missed the cool. <laughs> we. But he's pretty cool. Like you see these clips of him getting barrel like twenty foot molly, and then he's like, Paddy, we're gonna go find a little left and like do punts. Like he's still frothing. Well, we love uh, we love an Irishman on this show. We had uh, Owen McCarthy, Deering, Almini. So, uh, if you're listening, Garage, 
Anytime, anytime, mate. <laughs> yeah, get him on. Um, He'd come on. Yeah, he froths it. He's going to come um, stay and surf pretty soon. Then. Oh, that's when we'll do it then. He's pretty frothing. Because I always show him like good shots of here. Because Rhino, you're a big fan of Ireland, aren't you? I love Ireland. I've, I've been there like tons of times and it's like one of those places where you kind of like, we used to, like I always knew that I should have gone. Mm. And, like That was my only regret about Ireland is that I should have gone there sooner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah. That's no. what I'm happy about some of the spots we were talking about earlier before mm. we were recording. Yeah. Um, further north that I go a lot. Yeah. Uh... But I think that is a place I just need to get there. And now I'm just so close with Garage, I really want to go. Yeah, yeah. Because he can't palm me off and not tell me where to go. <laughs> but I'm trying to get the boards as well. Yeah. Like the six twos, the six fours, six sixes for like, there's no excuse when it's like a te- when eight foot pamper there. Because that's yeah. the, I just look at a pamper and I'm like, get me there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, look, the, the, yeah. the, the I, just. Yeah. Because then, them types of waves, I just. Even though I love groveling and like surfing bad waves and doing like just normal performance surfing, I do like we were saying Indo and I don't go training or whatever, but I do seriously some like I just love them waves like barreling, like kind of heavy, like slabs more than like big bombies. Mm. I just love slabs. I, I, like, I, I, I love that like intensity of like you've got to go and like that just like where you've got to be under the ledge, yeah. like riding a little bit smaller board maybe, but. I'll say that now and someone will hear it and I'll be at a spot and they'll be like, oh, go on then. <laughs> but no, but I do just, I really, that like, that's like the other thing. Like I love contests as well. Yeah. But that part of surfing where it's just like surfing them, like that rush of surfing, like them types of waves, I just mm. froth that. And, and, and for me, Pat, that is like, obviously I've seen you surf the beaches around here. I've seen like footage of you like doing comps and stuff. But in for, for really for me, that's where, I like my respect for you really went through the roof was when I saw that uh, footage of you earlier this year through the XL video, the sponsored XL uh, yeah. video up in Scotland, I think it was. Now, like those waves that you were, you guys were surfing up there, you were up there with Ruben Ash, I think you were up yeah. there with, and uh, and Kieran Smith, and Kieran Smith, and then um, Bordy was surfing with us, and Timpson was up there, Harry and his brother, yeah, and Angus and Luke turned up as well, and that was like. I mean, I, I don't know how big you guys would call in that, but that they were waves of consequence. Yeah, that spot, that left. That yeah, we all know what it's called. Um, I I'd never surfed there, and I I do really like being like Ruben is in them waves because he gets credit for being like one of the first, like the best aerialist in Europe for a long time and stuff, yeah. doesn't he? Mm. But in them waves, I don't know. I've seen a lot of guys in barrels. I think not as much as most people probably because. I'm usually surfing crap waves, but <laughs> for me, anyway, he's, his read on the ocean and him surfing in them waves is really good, because I've been to Morocco with him as well, yeah. with XL, kind of legends for taking us to them places, uh, and he just, his read, like, I thought I was quite good in them waves, and I learned a lot of him, and speaking to G-Man, showing him the footage, but yeah, he just, yeah, he was, like, he was... He was on a bigger board, but only a 6'2", and I was on a 5'10". And he was sitting sort of behind the ledge. I don't know if I'm rambling on too much. No, no, not at all. He was sitting, like, up, and he'd get in early, and then it would hit the ledge, and he'd get So he's sparing himself that, like, heart-in-mouth drop thing. And that certain wave has a tendency to clamp when it hits the deep water. Yeah. It's not very deep if you fall. Yeah. 
kind of hard. You just get dragged up the reef. But. Yeah. And he was getting out then before it clamped and he was making everything. Mm. But he was like sitting there and just like, yeah, Paddy, like just sitting there, letting the boys go on waves. It's totally comfortable. Just chilling. And then when the one come and it would be a bomb, but you can't, even though it was a bomb and it was a scary one, you knew that it was the one. Yeah. If you could be where he was and paddling at the speed he was. Yeah. And when I was getting them ones, I was getting good, but like sometimes I felt like I wasn't like getting in as early as him on my 510. Right. And then I was like getting a mental vision, but I was getting the clamp. Yeah. Because I just wasn't up and traveling quite mm. as quick as he was. Because he was just getting in that bit earlier. Him and Boyd, he was on a 6'6". Six, six. Mm. Oh, Obviously, yeah. they're bigger than me, so they're maybe... So they're equivalent. Yeah, was... but may maybe he was almost close, but I wish I was on a 6'2". Oh, really? Or like a 6... 6'0", maybe. Would have been... And yeah. I had Cal's 6'3 with me, but just when you borrow boards and slabs, it's like the rail needs to be thinner and stuff. Not a good idea, yeah. But then, like, that one I got that I posted that everyone was frothing on, like a slabbier one, they were the ones that Boyd eat was saying there'd been a guy there recently who traveled from California who's taking sort of them west ones mm. like, and like they come sort of out of the channel and just hit that end ball yeah. but you've got to be under them and knife them and they're shorter but they're like kind of dry and intense and when I started taking them ones I was like right I was like I do really like even though it's gnarly this is what I really like about these types of waves yeah, yeah. Like, being on them ones that just like you're not going to catch me and make it and get barreled unless you're under me and fully committing. Yeah. So I was just like trying to take them ones then. Because I just was like, I'm struggling to get in where them boys are and get going. I'm just not good enough at popping up to see a face <laughs> like that. My feet won't land in the right place. <laughs> I, that's the thing. I think you I, are. Right, no, no, no you, I, I don't think no, I think you're good at that kind but, of stuff. But I think that was the thing. I think right now when I was, when I was watching that video, and I think I spoke about this to, uh, to you, Tom. Yeah. There's, there's really not a lot of people in the in the UK who can actually manage that surf right now. You that takeoff. That sort that, of takeoff. Take it is so... Where, like, yeah. you, your head cannot go up. Like yeah. you, it's like you throw your board away down the wave and fill the gap with your yeah. body and your feet. And I, I learnt things... Sorry, I'm making it sound like I know how to do no, it. No, for sure. <laughs> you, say, you say for enough, obviously, to understand how yeah. it works. But, yeah. And you've taken enough late drops. Mm. But I spoke to G-Man and he was telling me things that sound simple... But since I've been in surf super tubes this week and it was like six, eight foot, like yeah. some like bombies coming in. It's helped a lot, like just like, and I had a conversation with, um, oh, it's bad, I forget his name. The Northeast Ripper from back in the day. Gabe. Gabe, sorry. Hope he doesn't hear that. No, you've done an episode. <laughs> Gabriel Davis. Yeah. yeah, with Gabe. And he kind of told me similar thing as well. But G-Man was saying, I showed him the footage of my arm, my left arm, because I'm a goofy foot, so my back arm, was going back, right. and I was in the tubes like this, yeah. and every now and then I was having a tendency to track towards the closing lip, yeah. and like, kind of coming out that way sometimes, only on like, on really sucky, intense ones. Right. So he was saying, when you get in, he said, literally make it like you've been coached to do it, like, cause, like you don't want to look, you want to look natural, don't you, and like... Yeah. You don't want to look like a coach surfer, but he was saying literally just that back arm is just like 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 pushing the trolley, you know, like you're both just like this, and you're just leaning on that toe edge, so that toe that toe edge yeah. fin, and the rail is just locked, and then you can just like stay there as long as you need to and pump, because I was like going like this, 
And then I was having weight on like all three fins and go slightly go. So he says you've got to be on the toe edge fin only. Or no, just like having that grip and like that control so you can keep traveling at the angle that you're like pointing. Yeah. Whereas when my arm was going back and there was weight going back. So he was, thinks it's the moving of the back shoulder forward over the toe edge fin that. Yeah, keeps it just that keeps you aligned right. and keeps your weight in the right place. I got told that as well. Whereas because that's what they say, like in snapper and stuff, you're they're all pushing the trolley got, in there. Is I got, that what it is? Ah, right. Yeah. I got told it was, by um, a guy from Sandspit that oh, I was yeah. in Sri Lanka with, and he was one of the best. You remember a guy called Christian Ends? He remains one of the best tube riders I've ever seen, in the ever. And uh, and apparently people said you know people from the Santa Barbara area have since have confirmed he's one of the best tube riders ever. A guy really? from the and he said exactly that to me and Richard Grove, and and he had us, he had me drawing, like in a book. He was making me draw with a pencil what my two hands look like. Sorry, listeners, you can't see what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. what, they they ma- probably know what, what my two is. hands look like. <laughs> in front of my face like that you know and he was yeah. like and he was making me draw it in a book like your two hands there it's like the way Joe Parko used to do it yeah Parko. yeah. and Mick Fannin did a video with Star recently called Cheat Codes yeah and he and said he you, put your, you put your your face in cheek then against the lip he said and so you have your hand there and your cheek against the lip and uh, the but, cheek against the lip things never worked though yeah. <laughs> but yeah so since then it has helped like I've learned I learned off Ruben and G-Man and them types of waves that was like because it looks so simple watching that type of What does of G-Man say about takeoffs and waves like that then? He says you just got to paddle as hard as you can and commit and get under <laughs> it. But so just no like, technique. Oh, no, there is. You know that, like, and it's that sudden bit where your brain is like, you've got to make the, you know, you know, sometimes you can feel that little moment where it's like, I Whoa, have the go. strong stroke and I'm under it and I'm going. Mm. Or there's like, they're like, oh, I, can't, oh, I didn't, <laughs> couldn't get that one, boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. it's like. It's almost it's safer to commit yeah. most of the time. Yeah. But you've got to get up and get the weight on that that inside edge in the front foot like straight away and be yeah. up on the front of the board. But just before my weight was going like a bit neutral and then I was like tracking the wrong way in the barrel. Whereas now all my weight's on that toe edge and I'm pumping and driving as soon as I get up. Mm. I hope if I do it right. So you're just going faster, quicker, and you're more stable. I feel yeah. like. And Gabe said the same thing. I fell on a wave in front of Gabe that was drawing really hard. And I, it's because my board tracked up and I got flips, you know, when you get flipped? Yeah. And it was a bombing day at that really good spot. But I was on Carl's board because it was too big for my board. So the rail was too thick and yeah. I could feel that it wasn't gripping very well. But I... I didn't have enough like traction and weight and like grip on that toe edge and that toe fin. But since then I've like I try to think about it when I'm in the tube and it does seem to help. You're um we've been talking about free surfing now, we're talking about pro surfing. Where does the whole you know and, and, and goals it's a bit weird now in surfing, isn't it, that we've now got like pro goals and then and then the Olympic cycle. Is that also in the conversation in your head? You know, like Get, get through the Welsh, get to the British, get through the British, get to the Worlds, um, get through sh- some rounds. For sure, for sure. I'd, it would be amazing to go to the Olympics. Um, yeah, it is. And it is it's written down on like when I write my goals and stuff. Yeah. But like the prime focus for me is getting on the challenger now. That's like the, the, the number one I, goal. I but for me, I would be lying if I said I don't think about the Olympics as well. Especially really? it being at Huntington as well. Yeah. How, yeah. How good would that be? Yeah. Well, not Huntington, LA or whatever. But yeah. yeah. But the Chopes one would have been sick, but I, 
Is that pick? No, that's not no, pissed yet. Is yeah, it? it's still gonna happen. Yeah, so the chopes would be sick, and but the LA one as well. I think about as well. Yeah. Saying that, the chopes one would be amazing, being goofy. Yeah. Oh, and three years time. Even though the best guys in them waves are phenomenal, it kind of gives a sense of like, if you get the two best, if like if two good waves come in twenty minutes on a slab. E- and you're the one that gets them and gets spat out. It's like, boy, you could beat some yeah, you, you, people that maybe you shouldn't beat. <laughs> at trestles. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. Or Huntington, yeah. But then you say that and you see Jack Robert at Chopes and he yeah. just... You know what I mean? Well, I saw him do the same thing to Felipe Toledo in the box. And it was like, yeah. through came the bombs. There he was. And he was doing the thing he was saying Ruben does of like, he was paddling in behind them. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, they, him and Toledo could have surfed that place for a five hour heat and he would have still been Yeah, there. and for me as well, in that surf, and he, he did it in that heat, he's like, they're very, even though they're frothing, which I was, I was like almost going on closeouts just to like, I was going on like eight foot closeouts on a, like a dry slab just to prove that I was like, like, look at me, I'll go, boys. Like, don't worry about me. <laughs> but that's, that, I think that's something about being a surfer, like, yeah. in general, isn't it? You yeah. want to prove that. But then, like, them boys are like, all right, cool, I've, I've done that. Like, they'll just, like, even though they're frothing out sitting there, they're just like, this isn't the one, this isn't the one. Right. Uh, right. And then they, the one comes and they're like, this is my wave. And I think that's something I was learning. It's mm. like being a bit more, like, like, go on the one. But, like, I don't know. I think being from here... You don't get that rush for so long yeah. when you get in them waves. Some people are like, well, it's kind of weird that like, like you froth on them waves because you don't surf them very much. Mm, yeah. But I think I'm like, oh, I'm going to get that rush. That <laughs> And then you just like want the whole bag. Like you like, you want to just like go on everything, every close out. You're just yeah. like frothing out. Well, I reckon you just answered my question already then. <laughs> like, I just say, you do love surfing, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think, like, everything, like, from the first time I ever met you, I thought, like, like just from your conversations, like, your conversation is about surf, everything is about surfing. Like, you know, like, what's the key for you for, like... Uh, I don't really know. I think there's, like, there's, like, the side that, like, there's the days that I don't want to go in and it sucks, which is, like, the competition motivation to just go sit. Mm. And I don't know. It's just funner than everything else. Have you got posters on your bedroom wall? <laughs> of surfers? I've got one of me. <laughs> I live with my missus most of the time. So it's limited what I'm allowed to put oh, on my right, wall. Okay. What did it used to look like? Um, there was actually, I had a guy sipping jaws. Ah, yes. And then my mum had a few photos of, like, someone took a photo of me when I was, like, 12 or 13 doing a bottom turn at Caswell. And Kook, remember Kook? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though he's, like, a pro golfer now. Is he? Doesn't, like, surf. He's just classic golf. No way. Yeah. Uh, He tagged me in it, and, like, I wasn't a Langland boy when I was young. I didn't surf there. Mm. So I was frothing that, like, some ripper tagged me in the photo, and then I got that blown up, so I had that on my wall until I was, like, 21. Till my mum moved to North Cornelly. And <laughs> 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 a photo of a 12-year-old me doing a bottom turn. Amazing. Pat, thank you so much. It's been, uh, it's been an ab- absolute pleasure having you on the show. And, uh, you know, what a, what a range of surfing discussion. You'll come back. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, fun. you'll Thanks come for back us. even if you're number six in the world like Callum Robson yeah for sure for sure um, hopefully 
Yeah, thanks. And and uh, thanks, listeners, for, for tuning in to this edition of uh, Crest First Tuesdays in partnership with Elusive. We will be back on the first Tuesday of July, and this time it really will be Nick Hounsfield. Uh, Nick, in case you don't know him, is the founder and the main man behind Bristol's The Wave, and we'll be picking his brains for the incredible story of how he brought about such a vision, as well as what does he see happening next in the world of surf technology. Nick's a lovely guy and a really interesting chap to talk so talk to, so uh, keep an eye out for it. Yeah, thanks, Pat. I think, you know what, for me, it's uh, been amazing to chat to you today because uh, learning to find out what it's like in your world is uh, like a world that I never experienced in, as far as competition went. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that. But um, I'd like to ask you, just talking about Nick Hounsfield there and uh, the, Bristol, the wave at Bristol there, how much of a fan of you are um, of the wave in Bristol? Um, I think it's sick. Yeah. Like, I, for me, I don't know how much depth I should go into, but I find the wave quite confusing sometimes because it doesn't. With the ocean, you can kind of read what the wave's gonna do. I think the wave that like you've got to just know what's about to happen. Yeah. And you're like mm. you kind of like surf it because you know what the wave's like. It doesn't really like tell you it's about to double up. Yeah. But I think it's amazing. Like I've had surfs there where I've got. Like, oh, like I'm like stressing out and like I'm getting filmed and oh, why am I cooking it? And then I'm like, I'm in a field in Bristol. This, yeah. <laughs> this is mental. Like, just be like grateful what you're doing. And then I always have a good surf then. Yeah. I think it's amazing. And the fact that we have that one and another one four hours away is like, we're pretty lucky. Yeah. And as a, I guess as a training ground, what, what does it have as a training ground for you? Is it, is yeah, it just like, I it's, guess. It's just when it's flat, you can just. You, I know every time I see it, it, it it's flat here. I see you and Logan up there. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's that's a, how it, it should be. It is amazing. It is on it. It is. It, yeah, I can't really. When people ask when you go away, what is it like? You're like, what well, is like pretty hectic? Like, yeah. You can go to a field in Bristol and pay do, sixty quid to get barreled. Yeah. Twelve. Times. Or just like <laughs> pra- practice the same turn or the same air hundred yeah. times. Or yeah. Like, it is sick. It's amazing. Yeah. It is. It is. Anyone who says it sucks is just like need a reality check maybe. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, as we said, more on that next month. In the meantime, we're always super keen for any ideas or feedback. Just email us at crestcast at gmail.com or comment on either our Instagram or our Twitter feeds. Crest, in partnership with Elusive, can be found on YouTube, Apple, Spotify and Google, amongst other platforms. And do please leave us a review if you like what you've heard. It all helps. We've also got a big back catalogue of chats to go through if you just scroll back. The last and biggest thank you is, of course, to you, the dear listener. And here's hoping you're all getting a few as the summer as the summer wraps up. Diolcham grando a guelchi and viam. Wow. Thanks for listening and see you soon. Bye. See you. Yeah. Bye, guys. Thanks for having me. See you.